The views in this podcast are just our opinions. Some rude language may be used, and we will try our hardest not to offend anyone. Hey everyone, welcome back to Just Another Night. For those of you who were listening last week, you'd know me and Curtis won the uh, intro for today's uh, episode, so... As you know, I've got Curtis with me. Hey, hey. And we've got Toby. How's it going? In? And me, of course, Idris. Uh, so, Tobes, we have a little surprise for you. Oh, goody, I do like surprises. I should really hope that you like this, because uh, <laughs> we've gone through a lot of effort. So this is a piece that me and Idris have made. We made it last night, so uh, I hope you guys all enjoy. He likes video games and nerding out. He contemplates vegans without a doubt. But when he starts a daydream, that's when it hits. His mind turns to dragons, dungeons and shit. He likes to use words like origami swans. He talks about his life all day long. But when he starts talking, that's when it hits. His mind turns to dragons, dungeons and shit. He hates showers, friends and all that jizz. But when he's alone again, that's when it hits. He's back in his happy place. You know what it is. Dragons, dungeons, dungeons and all that shit. shit. What do you reckon, Toby? <laughs> wow. Um, first off, I do like to take showers. <laughs> so we'll, we'll start with that. So I don't know where this has come from. Are you telling me I smell? Because <laughs> if this is an issue, I would like to know things. <laughs> and I don't think that was probably the best way to tell me. <laughs> so we'll run you through the breakdown of how this happened. Yeah. So we, we decided that we were going to write you a song. Then we realised it probably wouldn't be the best debut for, you know, uh, E. Disley and C-Bob to jump on the mic. <laughs> they've to actually write, got names. Yeah, to write you an entire song. So this song's called Vegans. <laughs> so <laughs> last night, we, Idris, we, we sat down, you know, we went on the internet, we went to a random lyric generator, and we decided to make a rap song. So we put in a couple of words. It just gave you like a few, and then it came up with a, a rap. So while Idris was trying to fix the rap to make it sound a little bit less... Yeah, I mean, like, the original rap made no sense whatsoever. So I had to sit there and just rewrite the words so there's actually some rhythm to it. It's more the fact that you think this one makes sense as well. (laughs) It's fine. The lyrics are much better than what the original was. We'll show you them both later. Yeah. Okay. And then, so I just, I went on GarageBand. I uh, I made a, a drum beat. I say I made a drum beat. I just put a guy on the drums and just sped it up a little bit. I did do the guitar myself, though. He that did, was, he that did. was entirely me. I did, you, are, you are good at the guitar. I, I did, did give you that. two separate parts for you because we wanted it to really pop. So it was a nice yeah. little jazz sound going. And then uh, we stood here and we tried to wrap it and it took about 12 takes because <laughs> we just, we either kept messing up or apparently I was too gangster. <laughs> yeah, he put on quite a few accents there. Uh, somewhere impressive. A problem. <laughs> Okay, no, yeah, no, I get that because you often often tell me go, well, you are being too posh at this point in time. So, 
Yeah, so I was like, okay, I've got to try and step it up. So I went with the whole gangster vibe, and apparently it was too bad, so I couldn't do it. I mean, do you want to demonstrate the voice for us? No, you're okay. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so we just thought this would be like a fun little intro, a little bit about you. Okay, despite the fact it's quite off a bit, yeah. but... Uh, you get what it is. There's, there's only a couple of things that aren't true about me. The, the, the non-taking showers. Not, I still can't figure out where that's come from. And the vegans. Again, stuff, like but... we said, the uh, random generator bit for some reason had something to do with showers in yeah. there. Yeah, so we just kind of went with it and thought, yeah, yeah it would still be funny. It's okay. <laughs> so, so what did you think? What are your final thoughts on that? Um, I liked it. It was definitely a surprise. <laughs> uh I'll give you that. The beat was good. You sounded a bit far away. Yeah, I think when it comes to rapping, we're quite monotone. It's really not my thing. Yeah, but... well, we did one microphone, so instead yeah. of having yeah. our usual setup, because we were doing it on GarageBand instead of Logic, so I was a little bit confused. We just had one microphone, and we both kept popping our heads out and then back yeah. in again. <laughs> no, but I, I think uh, Katie got a little video of us, which I don't know how that's turned out, but yeah. I don't want to see it. <laughs> but I think our fans should. <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, I liked it. I liked it. It was good. It's just it was confusing to say the least, and it was a surprise. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. But I'm impressed. Let's just hope that this doesn't fall through, and you tried to make that your fallback career. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not all for me. Ouch, that hurts. <laughs> so, no, your singing's fine, Curtis. You're rapping. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think I'm going to be a rapper anytime soon. I'll be honest sure. with you. It's fine. Yeah, please do. Yeah. So we figured for today, for the first segment, we'd hit you with a trivia quiz. Go for it. So we've got nine questions in total. Oh, God. You need to at least get five of them right. Oh, God. Um, now, depending on if you win or lose, we will have the audience pick your punishment or reward. Okay. So for those of you listening in, after we've done this segment, we'll put up a little post on Instagram. You can all comment on that, what you'd like to see Toby to do. Again, whether it be his punishment or his just reward. Just to point out, within reason, so as long as it doesn't get me arrested, <laughs> yeah, okay, more, of course, I'm within more than reason. happy to agree to this. That's fine. So we'll give everyone till, let's say, Tuesday next week. Yeah, Tuesday. Um, yeah. You know, to leave your comments. Uh, but yeah, should we, should we head straight into it? God, it's going to be a punishment. <laughs> oh, I can see it now. All right, so your first question, Tobes. In the first campaign of Critical Role, how many episodes are there? There are... Uh, fuck. <laughs> it expanded over about a good few years. I think there's about... I'm saying... Do you want the exact num- an exact number? Yes. Okay, well, I think there is about... A hundred and... 55? Nope, it's 115. Ah! To be honest, if you got even remotely close, I think I would have given it to you. That's, no, that's fair. Like, I, I couldn't remember off the top of the day how many episodes there, there are. I, I, I'm going off the second campaign. I know I'm going off the second campaign, but no. Second no. campaign's currently got 99 episodes. Yeah. Right, ready for your second question? I am. Okay. What nursing house is my nan in? What? <laughs> <laughs> Well, one, I didn't realise you had a nan, but... Oh. Nah, I, I don't know. That. You don't know. Okay, well, it was a trick question. My nan lives in a bungalow in Leamington. Oh, okay. So you do have a nan. I do have a nan. And she lives in a bungalow <laughs> she, in Leamington. She doesn't live in a nursing home, but okay. you got that question wrong. So Are yeah. you trying to tell your nan something? <laughs> <laughs> 
No, I love Janet. It's okay. But you're nil for two now. Yeah, that's true. Okay, yeah. so next question again, Critical Role themed. All right. Who is the lead composer for their theme music? Fucking hell. <laughs> Which one? Because they've had like several different. Um. So from what I have, he's been on all of them. He's been on all of them. Oh God. I'll give you a hint. It's not my dad. <laughs> and it's also not E. Disley and C. Bob. I will give it to you if you can at least get either the first name or the surname. I don't think you can even get either of them, to be honest. <laughs> uh, nah, I'm drawing a battle. No. Uh, I'll take... A, I, I think it's... Uh, I feel like it's James something. You're close. Close in the first name? Oh. The first name's kind of close. J-A, that's what it starts with. Oh, okay. Oh, um... Jane Wilson? Nope, it's Jason Miller. Oh, Jason... Ah, oh, yes it is. <laughs> Nil for three. Nil for three, yeah. Right, ready for my next one? Let's do it. What are the four ingredients in vape e-juice? Fuck off. <laughs> you know how much I hate vape as well. Oh. <laughs> This is bullcrap. I'm starting to see what the theme is here with these questions. Uh, what the four ingredients of baby juice? Yeah. Uh, well, I'm going to... Nicotine? Nicotine is one of them. Okay. That's one of four. If you can oh. get at least three. So I'll let you miss one out. Okay. So I want to say nicotine. Uh, dioxide? I'm just taking no. a wild guess here. No. So, alright. So think about what what can you taste? Oh, is it with taste? Okay, uh Not not like specific flavours. Yeah. Like just well, I, I wouldn't know what I could taste. I don't fucking <laughs> <vanish. laughs> that hit does it. Okay. No. So I'll give you one. One of them's flavouring. One of them's right, flavoring. So you've got nicotine and flavouring. I feel you like you should have given him the harder one, but Nah, I think this one's funnier. <laughs> that was a harder one than this. I mean it's gonna be really simple. You could fully just turn around and look in that box behind well, you. I'm not going to do that because I'm not. I'm not going to cheat. You'd, okay, fine. I'm just trying to give you at least one easy one. Just, I know where you sit. I put it all behind you, so you know, you've had an easy answer. That's fair. Well, I don't appreciate that. But what you forget, my powers of observation <laughs> are useless half of the time. Uh, Nah, I, I don't know. I don't need to be able to guess nicotine. Okay, so it's nicotine, flavouring, vegetable glycerin, and polyglycol. Okay. Or propylene glycol. Cheers. So for your next question, this one's going to be based off your idol, Matt Mercer. <sighs> so in the anime series Fate Zero, which character did he voice? Oh, he voiced... Um, oh, he voices... Um, uh, is the answer uh, uh Lancer? No. It, it, it was the main character, Kiritsugu Emiya. The young lad who's the main protagonist. Ah, okay. Uh, just, yeah. just to point out, I love Matt Mercer to bits, but he's not my <laughs> idol. Uh, Liam O'Brien is my idol. Along <laughs> with Travis Willingham. Let's hope Matt Mercer never hears this. <laughs> I'm just saying, I, I do not fault him. That man has got the power of many voices, but I... I think my two idols would always have to be Travis. Yeah, no, I was hugely impressed when I was looking into his uh, yeah, voice acting he's career. he's got a great career. To be fair, pretty much all the cast of uh, Critical Role has. Are you ready for my next question? Yeah, here we go. <laughs> How many lines does it take to ruin the city centre of Birmingham? <laughs> ruin the city centre of Birmingham? Yes. 
When you say lines, are we talking like coke lines or like writing lines? No, he lions. said lions, the lions, animal. Raw, like lions. Oh. How many lions? Repeat many... the question again. How many lions yeah. would it take to ruin the city centre of Birmingham? To ruin it? Yeah. I would just say one. The answer is zero because their protector is here. Oh, for I can defeat a lion no you cannot there is no physical proof that you can defeat a lion unless you fight a lion uh, well do you see any lions around the city centre of Birmingham no because no? I've defeated them all no you haven't that would be in the new there is no way that you would because you're not some vigilante that secretly defeats some lion cult that hides around Birmingham you don't know this yes I do <laughs> Because I know you that well, you'd be boasting about it. Yeah, fairs. <laughs> okay, next question again on uh, Matt Mercer's voice acting career. So, in the Marvel Spider Man animated TV series, who does he voice? Oh, God. I don't know which one, because there's been a few. Is it actually called the. Yes, yeah, the Marvels. Oh, I don't know, because I don't watch that, so I, I wouldn't know that. Uh... I'd, I'd I'll take a wild guess though. Um, from what I know, uh, is it um Spider Man himself? Nope, unfortunately, it's Rhino. First, but I never watched that, so fair enough. I'll give that. Are to you me. ready for my last question? Yes, I've already got my punishment anyways. But fuck it, I'll see no, if I can well, get one actually, right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> How many questions are left? I'll see if I can get one right. Um, you've got two. Two. Right. Okay. So you got one from me and one from Idris. Mine is. When is Idris's birthday? Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> I don't know this. Um, I want to say it's in... Dun, dun, dun. April? Nope. Oh, okay, well then I'm way off. I have no idea. 14th of September. Oh, first. <laughs> so, final question. In the first campaign of Critical Role... The voice act, I want you to tell me both the name, race, and um, class of Marisha Ray's character. Uh, she was a high elf, she was a druid, and the name escapes me. Um, uh, I want to say, no, because that, that's, that's to uh, elf rogues. Uh, I feel like it begins with a T. Nope. Oh god, then I was out and drawing a blank. Begins with a K. No, drawing a blank. Did you get the other two parts right? Okay, so I will give it to you because she's not a high elf, but she's a half elf, and she was a druid. She's a half elf. Yep. So she's a half elf druid. The high elf. You know what, mate? If you finish this with zero for nine, you've got an issue. So we're going with this. You've got one out of nine. Uh, I'm more than happy to accept zero for... I don't retain information. And, uh, Plus, I stood up for the wrong thing. I thought you were going to hit me with a vegan question, but... <laughs> no. The character's name was Caliph of the Air Ashari. Oh, yeah. See, what we did was we figured we'd give you five questions that we assumed you to be fairly knowledgeable about and four that would just like throw you off no that's fair enough just to give you a fighting chance I just, well, <laughs> I'm not well I am making an excuse but I, I just can't handle trivia questions half of the time so but fair play that's and now like, you know how we feel about surprising us with a quiz <laughs> so I'm not going to stop doing it though <laughs>
and we yeah. will cry. So you guys will heard it. Well, well done, guys. Like clearly, I need to touch up with my campaign one knowledge, <laughs> and also learn more about my family. <laughs> you rude friend. Nah. I can't believe you don't know where my nan lives. Yeah, but you keep telling me you're going to fuck my mom, so I don't think I want to. Stop making her look so attractive then. I don't make my mom look attractive. What makes you say? I'm not like Gakwan. It's like, mom, I'm making you look fabulous Yeah, okay, this has taken a very weird turn. But anyway, seeing as you lost, Toby, our listeners get to decide your punishment for next week. Plays within reason. I don't wish to be arrested. <laughs> you're so. allowed to make it extra harsh, seeming as he did forget to send us the picture of the vegan cheese. And yes. Bread. I told you I wasn't doing that. Yeah, we told you you had to, but... You let us down. I'm more happy to are. do a portrait, but I do have a few requirements. Like it's, oh, it if, can't be meat related because he's a vegan. No, fuck like. off. It's just as long as it doesn't get related, uh, arrested, and as long as I don't have to, I don't mind embarrassing myself as long as it doesn't involve other people. Okay, here's what we'll do, viewers. If you comment on the post for tonight, then what you guys want as the punishment, me and Curtis will pick on one that is reasonable. I wouldn't yep. say you give me any opportunity to choose. <laughs> okay, I will pick one that's yeah, reasonable then. Right, I, I, I don't necessarily have a limit. I'm just saying it's like, because as long as it, I've got a thing about involving innocent bystanders. No, that's, that's perfectly stupid fine. Stupid thing. Um, and then, yeah, we'll take pictures or make a video of it for evidence and we'll post it up on Instagram. Go for it. Yeah, so it. how did you uh, enjoy me and Curtis doing the segment? I did enjoy it. Nice that I didn't have to plan anything for the week. Um, no, I enjoyed it, I have to say. Well, I'm saying for next week, if you don't come in with a sick rap, I'm going to be real disappointed. No, I'm not coming in with a sick rap, because no. I'm, I'm not gangster, Curtis. But anyway, I, mate, could, I could probably come in and have a tent at a good country song for you. I'll, I'll take it. Fair, yeah. I'll, that, I'll, I'll, I'll try a country song. I, I do apologise for my terrible singing. <laughs> but anyway, the rain's all yours again, my friend. All right, then. Well, I guess we'll call that for a break then, lads. But when uh, we do come back, we'll be talking about our topic for today, which is uh, best, well, in our opinion, what its best stories are. Uh, and that'll be covering games, comics, and films. Sounds like a plan. Sweet. See you guys in a minute. Bye. Welcome back, everyone. Uh, I hope you did enjoy our first segment. I, I quite did. Uh, we'll try and mix things up every so often, but we'll still keep it to your lovely host, me. Uh, or terrible, depending on how you see see me. Uh, so, on to our topic, uh, best stories. So, well, we'll start, uh, first, before we start off uh, talking about our favourite storylines, what, what do you guys look for in a, a good story? Um, to be honest... It's just something that's going to draw me in. So something that's really compelling, I'm going to be attached to it. The way that I can tell that I'm playing or watching something that's got a good story is if I can't stop. So for example, the first season of Flash, I felt like that season was so compelling, I watched the whole thing in two days. <laughs> are we talking about the very like new Flash, or are we talking like, oh, 19 Flash, just to the, clarify? The new Flash. Okay, so Yeah. I'm not really a big fan of the tights. The old one. <laughs> Considering the that dude, you're wearing yeah, says the jeans. dude wearing the skin tight jeans. Yeah, these are black, not red. <laughs> Silly. <laughs> but yeah, no, I agree with you on that. Like, when it comes to gaming, especially, most of the games that I enjoy are games that have got a good storyline. So, a good storyline has to be something that keeps me constantly engaged. Okay. 
it can't get okay granted there's times where it does get quite predictable but again as long as like it's flowing you know there's good twists and you're you as you said constantly wanting to just keep watching it uh, i think that makes a good story fair enough now do you would you guys say like because for me personally i suppose when it comes to games or films don't necessarily look into the i look at the subplot for stories but uh it's more the visual stuff that draws me in like say yeah. for games maybe gameplay or the initial trailer for a film are you guys the same do you guys look up stories sometimes like i don't feel especially in games gameplay isn't that important to me for example one of my favorite storylines in the game is detroit becoming human and to be honest the gameplay in that is quite trash but the story is so good that you kind of like go through it fair enough yeah i agree like when it comes down to it i always used to watch trailers of films and games before getting them and the thing i always noticed for that is that there'd be so much hype around it and when you'd actually play your expectations aren't are they lowered basically because it never lives up to a trailer yeah I think um, one of the perfect examples of that is Watch Dogs. Yeah. I think Agreed. Watch Dogs, the first one at least, was a highly overrated game. Yeah. But the recent Star Wars, for example, I avoided absolutely every spoiler and trailer possible. Watched it on release night. And to be honest, I actually loved it. Like, I thought it brought back the series, back to its roots, kind of. Fair enough. Uh, with the Watch Dogs, I, I, I would say it's the other way around for me. In the sense, because mm-hmm. you think the first one's highly overrated. I feel like the first one was very underrated. People, uh, like, took, not offence, but they, they didn't like the protagonist. Okay. In it, as, uh, they were said it was, they were too gritty, but I feel like, for that kind of story, I feel like that was necessary and that, that kind of work as well. The second one, although, yeah, the, the game probably was improved and I did enjoy it, I didn't really like the protagonist or the story that much. First, oh, I'm just not... I'm- Big fan of the Watchdog games in general, to be honest. So, um, yeah, but there's a, uh, yeah, I I do agree. Like with uh, what you said about the Star Wars as well, it was one thing I looked forward <laughs> to avoid. Curse is kind of spasming out here. Yeah, like <laughs> I just got really confused. Like you started speaking, you stopped speaking, and then your sentence just entirely changed. Now I was like. I, where are you yeah. going with this? <laughs> as long as you know me, this happened. And then you just forgot Idris's name and you just... Like, as yeah. much as I agree with the whole, like, pointing thing. Like, I do a lot of nodding and shaking my head here. They can't see that. <laughs> so, like, you're just... You're yeah. pointing at Idris yeah. and no one else knows that you're doing it. Well, they do now because you've just said, well, yeah, I've been pointing at Idris. All right. So, every time you point, I'll just go point. Yeah. <laughs> we probably should say as well because we haven't jumped into any, but there are going to possible spoilers so if you don't want any spoilers stop listening now yo and halo master chief dies <laughs> <laughs> it's a joke he doesn't die well as far as we know yeah well i mean bungie did turn around well no it wasn't bungie it was uh 343 and they were like oh yeah sorry we didn't realize master chief was the main character <laughs> like, what was that? <laughs> no but yeah I, uh but i do agree with star wars i was the same yeah. i didn't want to think i for me, I've got mixed feelings with the very first one, and then I like the second one. But then, 
I appreciate J.J. Abrams retaking over the recent third one. Yeah. And I feel like people are giving, giving him too harsh of a credit because he had to fix the previous mistakes from the yeah, last director. And I don't think it's any director's fault. I think it's Disney's fault for having doing three different films yeah. and having three different directors, essentially doing different directors on it. Like spin-off films, great, because look at the story for Rogue One. Mm-hmm. I think that was a fantastic story. Like, I, n- knowing that the characters were going to die at the end of it, yeah, I never watched Rogue One, but I saw oh. Han Solo's film, and I thought that was pretty good. I haven't watched any of the new Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> well, we did warn you about spoilers, so you should have stopped listening. <laughs> yeah, I get it. Everyone dies. Great. Thanks. <laughs> don't even need to watch it anymore. No, I definitely think like you should check them out. They are worth yeah. watching regardless. Well, I wouldn't agree with the Han Solo, but definitely Rogue One. <laughs> I'll watch them at some point. <laughs> Maybe. Well, we've got a movie night coming up. We can, uh, I can bring it with my DVD and we can give it a watch. That sounded really sexual. Toby flopping his DVDs around. It's the fact that he's still running DVDs, not Blu-rays. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry that we don't all live in rich lives, Idris. I'm sorry. Um, I've seen your house compared to most of us live. They don't know that. That's the thing that I can live in poverty. All right. You're the rich one here. No, but I. Has anyone got like a, a very favourite story from any game film or anything? Like I mean, we all love? know what Curtis wants to say, and I agree with him totally. But Spider Man. <laughs> so the game itself had a very very good storyline. I like how they Definitely. included so many different things. I also really liked the the Marvel Studios version of Spider Man, which was uh, Homecoming and Far From Home. I understand that it did follow a bigger plot because it was all towards yeah. Infinity War and obviously Far From Home was a lot about after Tony Stark had died. Yeah. But I just feel like even the small parts of those storylines were so big. Like they yeah, just made definitely. such a difference. Like something I absolutely love in films is that moment where the protagonist sort of snaps into reality, if that makes sense. Yeah. Most films have that yeah. sort of moment. And in the first Spider-Man film, you didn't really see it, but come the second one, Far From Home, that moment where he's going after Mysterio and he's just taking out all those drones and you saw him, like, that's when you really feel like, okay, we've got a proper Spider-Man now, like, Peter Parker is Spider-Man, if that makes sense. He's taken that role and he's going to take that monster to a whole new level. And I thought that really, like, made the film stand out. And especially the way they ended it as well. Yeah. I thought that that was a good good little spin. Definitely. I would completely agree with that. Like, it was very uh, flushed out. Yeah. Like, like the only thing that sort of annoyed me with it would be the fact that they sort of like, it wasn't them calling it Peter Tingle. Yeah. It's that the fact that they sort of made it a really big focus because everyone was like, oh, you forgot his spider sense. And it feels like they I were think sort of... it, that was more due to like because Sony's still having the rights to certain aspects, they can't mention all of Spider Man's abilities explicitly, if that makes sense. Yeah, I get that, but I just feel like it was forced upon me. It's yeah, just like, yeah. Because the fans stated, oh, you forgot a Spider Sense, like, you sort of like, here you go. Here's but I feel like sense. it was a very good way, though, that yeah. they introduced it with having Mysterio uh, as the villain to bring it all in. Oh, yeah, completely agree. Yeah, Jake Gyllenhaal, fantastic actor in that yeah. well, I agree with all of that but I'll have you know that his spider sense came in in Infinity War that's fine yeah but... so uh huh? no <laughs> oh, but oh, I right. mean as in, in terms of him explicitly acknowledging yeah that he's got this sort of sense 
I mean, did that arms not going up on his the hair not going up on his arm count? Yeah. <laughs> you know, he, he was on a bus. There was a big ship. The hairs went up on his arm. He looked at his arm and went, "Well, well something's not right here," and jumped <laughs> off the bus. I mean, that is true. Go that is true. I can do that. But even the Spider-Man game, like, so I got to play the game uh, Insomnia. Like, it was about a month before the release. Brag. Yeah, it is a brag. <laughs> and I'm not gonna lie. Even when I played it then. There was no indication to say who the main villain was going to be. And with the trailer they released as well, there was no sort of indication. When you start playing the game and it introduces Dr. Xavier. Xavier? I feel like I said that wrong. Dr. Octopus. There's different ways of everyone, saying Everyone knows who I mean. Um, it doesn't make you feel like he's going to be a main villain, but more of a sort of side story. And then when they throw him into it as the main villain, I like that threw me off completely I thought it was absolutely amazing like it was probably one of the best twists I've ever come across in a game for quite a while yeah like and then the ending was just tragic it made you feel things because Toby is in in the middle of completing the game so he hasn't finished it yeah but if you've played the game you know the ending Toby needs to get there (laughs) and it's just it's one of those things that actually still breaks my heart to this day I haven't completed because I've only really just uh, finished God of War, which I thought was an incredible story on its own. Like, so I've never been a fan of the God of War franchise. Like, I've loved my hack and slashes. Yeah. The other three, I I didn't like because at the time I was more into my Devil May Cry, which had a yeah. good story and it had good gameplay to back up the story and the hack and slash. Uh, but then I felt more for this one because I think it's because you had his son with you. Yeah, and you felt more like it didn't feel like your typical revenge story. It felt more like him actually coming to deals with him trying to be a parent. Yeah, it made it sort of it brought aspects that made it more real, if that yeah. makes sense, from what it previously was. Because like it like I suppose uh, depending on like obviously audiobooks when I'm telling a story can't get much emotion, but like I felt more for the story. Because you saw him trying to show his love for his son in certain scenes where he would go and try and put his arm on his son's like to console him, but he wouldn't because it's just not his way. Mm-hmm. And it's like it was really well done, like in that terms of t- telling a story. It because it's very hard in certain ways to tell stories. Like I think certain stories uh, can only open up in certain ways. Yeah. Like I feel like if that was essentially someone reading an audiobook to me and they were telling me oh he attempts to reach out his hand I wouldn't feel more of an emotion for it but the fact that I was seeing it and sort of seeing it there in front of yeah. me it made me feel more deeply for Kratos considering that someone who's never been a big fan of God of War I highly rate the new one mm-hmm. yeah I think I agree with that like the platform it's done on as well yeah. has a big impact on the story um you know, books and visual stuff are two very different sort of platforms, but both can like express storylines in really good ways. Yeah, I agree. I feel like if you're doing something in a book, it's more concentrating on the message behind the words. Yeah, because yeah. there's no way to like visually represent it. Like, especially if it's not a comic book. If you just talk about a standard book, you're working on just words, and it's trying to put it in 
the mind so you're imagining everything that's happening yeah. so you've got your own representation of what everything means yeah. with a game or with a film it's so much easier because everything's kind of just given to you it's put yeah. in front of you and then it becomes more about symbolism as opposed to what the words mean yeah but it's not impossible for a book because like the two biggest I would say books that probably have quite a big impact on a lot of people were the most biggest one because I've never been a fan of it but it has had a I've read stories on you it don't how, say the bible I'm going to punch you <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to say the bible but yeah that that's fair <laughs> but depending whether because it, it tells stories but it's not necessarily it's telling a story for people to enjoy it's more for uh, for people well, to well, live by but I'm not, go, we're not going into depth about the bible because that, that could be a whole different problem <laughs> but I'm sort of talking because like, I've never been a fan of the Harry Potter franchise but a lot of people have fallen in love with the books more than the films yeah because it just shows that it can be done and in my personal experience it's done with Game of Thrones like the story started off great in this TV series but then ended shit and I don't think it did the books justice half of the time because I've enjoyed the books a lot more because it talks about a lot more depth there's different characters that have died and you you, you I enjoy that story on a book yeah. so books aren't impossible to do it it's just it's harder depending on the writer yeah I think a lot of that has to do with how far the film or game deviates from the book as well though. Yes. Um, so with Harry Potter's I had read all the books prior to the films coming out Mad. and <laughs> cheers um, well, that's what we're all are <laughs> yeah. but again like the books were really good and they always kept me engaged and so did the films and it was fun like being able to see like what you imagined when reading the books actually on a screen if that makes sense and it brings a whole different sort of dynamic to it uh, another one more recently was The Snowman I don't know if you guys seen it it was the one with Michael Fassbender in it. It was. No. Uh, uh, I don't think I've ever heard of it, to be honest. Yeah, it's a murder thriller kind of. Oh film. no, I know what you're on about, yeah, but I haven't seen it. Yeah, so I've read the book for that, and I've seen the film, and again, like the story's so compelling, and it's so good, and then the twists at the end, I thought uh, both were on par. Mm. Fair enough. Um. So yeah, have we got a favourite story in just movies at all because it's, it's it's more for visual because like, people can have favourite movies but take away the fact try and take away the fact the visual effects is there a, like an actual story that you enjoyed in any movie mm, Scott Pilgrim versus the world fair enough <laughs> I would say the story in that was it's just amazing like personally I think my favourite films games everything it's just something that involves comedy yeah. yeah i find more joy in laughing than i do in anything else like so if i get bored watching like chick flicks and rom-coms because they're just it's not as funny as i want it to be yeah yes. and i think that's probably the biggest thing for me so it's like the deadpool game right <laughs> awful game so bad <laughs> but it's hilarious and i love it because it's just the way that it plays is so funny that I can find myself replaying the game over yeah. and over again. And Tetris? Yeah, see, when it comes down to films and stuff, it's really hard for me to say because, again, like, I've had this habit of watching just so many films and always watching, like, trailers and things like that where that's the question I absolutely hate the most. Like, the amount of people that ask, oh, what's your favourite film? It's like, nothing springs to mind. I mean, there's films that I've enjoyed. Uh, the Deadpool films, I thought they were pretty funny. 
the storylines for them really good again mm-hmm. the Spider-Man as well um, I was a massive fan of Wolverine solo films I thought they were pretty good films apart from X-Men Origins yeah, I was going to say, I'd probably say the only really good one from the Wolverine stuff was Logan. I don't know. I thought the Wolverine was sick. Yeah. When he went to Japan. Oh, I disagree. I thought that, <laughs> I thought the story for it was really good. I think the final battle at the end was poorly executed, but I do think the story for what was going on, and it was all based around his adamantium, and he's trying to get away from it. Yeah. Because it leads to such an amazing story, because of the whole three-part story of although Origins was crap it did explain like all about the adamantium and why it was getting put in and that whole three part story you think of it as it being like oh yeah well it's all about the Wolverine it's not it's all about the adamantium and what it's put him through because every single one of those films was about the adamantium no I'd agree with that still disagree that it was a good story but that's a fair point that you've made but But I know that you have like you hate the general question your favorite, but was there any stories I think, like in yeah, particular in ter- the film, say, like, stories in terms of stories popping out I think one of the key ones had to have been the new Joker film because I just I love the new spin on it it wasn't your generic Joker <laughs> what's that for Curtis I've not seen it <laughs> Cur- you Curtis, need to catch uh, up as Curtis pointed out when I point he was just doing hand gestures <laughs> yeah. so <laughs> But yeah, no, like, I think with this, it was, the story was really good. It showed it from a completely different perspective. And it was a perspective where, like, normal everyday people can sort of see if that makes sense. Like, okay. it's not got your whole supernatural elements and your over-the-top vat of acid and, you know, that kind of thing to it. Right. Um, which is probably also why it's done so well in terms of its awards and things as well. Oh, that's fair enough. Like, that's an interesting take on it, to be fair, like. I would have considered it more on like a sort of look on someone with mental health and how it's yeah, ignored. Yeah. But that's a that's a pretty good take on it. Uh, but then I think the most recent thing I've seen, which has only come out recently, which Curtis is gonna get annoyed about, is the Sonic film. Okay. Like mm. I am so glad they done redone the CGI for it. But the storyline was actually really good. Um it kept you involved the entire way through. And it wasn't it there was so much nostalgia to it as well. Um, I, I thought it was really good uh, it was just a really well rounded film did he collect rings he did okay of course <laughs> I'm happy Fair enough. rings were the whole sort of premise uh, pretty much the premise of the film uh, they were a big part to it were there any chaos emeralds or? no but there's, there's a, I don't want to say anything about this one because it is quite a new film so it will be spoiled for a lot of people but it does it, up? <laughs> <laughs> it does introduce some classic characters um towards the end of it leading on to like you know a second film or a bigger picture so yeah uh, I, I think you'd love it mate we're gonna see ugandan knuckles <laughs> oh yeah if they put you that <laughs> ugandan knuckles in it i would absolutely yeah i can tell you knuckles. now ugandan knuckles is not in it well then i don't want to see it <laughs> That's actually really disappointing, Idris. You've just ruined my night. I never said Knuckles isn't in it. No. I don't care about Knuckles. I want Ugandan Knuckles. Yeah, but what if Shadow turned up in it? Oh, yeah, if Shadow turned up, I'd be happy, you know. Fair enough. Okay. What the fuck? Clearly, we need to go and watch it at some point yeah. then. We will, don't worry. Um, but how about then for stories? Because there's a lot of talks now that um, Netflix and other stuff 
are transferring uh, doing well doing shows on the things from games like we've recently heard about Diablo we've heard about God of War um, are there any sort of stories that you think would be good as films or as TV series because it's two different sort of aspects like yeah. with TV series you can flush out a story more like I think that's why recently the witch has done so well because we to story know but I think you've got the acting that helps from Henry Cavill who proved me wrong completely because I doubted him all the way but then he made me shut my mouth up um, I think a lot of people had doubts about Henry Cavill doing yeah. uh, I, I couldn't have seen that on the big screen because I think it wouldn't have been a good justice on the big screen no. so is there any sort of stories that you think from maybe games could be better on TV or film now I'm not sure if you guys have heard about this but they're making a Halo TV series yep it does look pretty interesting. I'm quite looking forward to that because I feel like Halo is a very big universe. Like yeah. there's so much lore involved. Although they've got like their five mainline games, they've still got everything that kind of like spurts off. Yeah, yeah. And they definitely. all follow like a similar story. Like even the Halo Wars games, they're still following the story. But is this going to be a live action or an animated one? Because they did action. have Halo Legends as their animated series. They have actually had um, a, also a. Uh, live action one as well yeah it's called uh, Hayward Into Dawn yeah. I've got a DVD in my drawer if you want to buy it <laughs> yeah Curtis and Toby just done a very shaky high five just well, there. Do, yeah. the <laughs> yeah. uh... you've got to remember there's two microphones in between <laughs> yeah. us like it would just sound like one of us is slapping each other <laughs> it's not really what we want to get into today <laughs> no no, I didn't know about that. So, is, um, with that, is the like trailers for it, or is it just be the story released? Um, I'll pass. Okay. <laughs> the cast has been done. Okay, is can't it... remember who's in it, but there is a cast for it. Is I it... think they started with a trailer, but is it following um Master Chief himself or uh... yeah. Sweet? Okay, sounds pretty decent. But there is one thing that annoyed me a little bit with it. So they're going to have quite a lot of scenes where the Master Chief takes off his helmet. Oh, okay. so that because obviously the actor wants more screen time so he's like well I, I've agreed to do this but like I still want to be known that I'm in this role so yeah. he wants to take the, the helmet off which is kind of like I understand why he wants to do it but at the same time it annoys you don't want to see Master Chief's face yeah yeah, kind of did the whole point but honestly I would disagree with that choice if I was the producer because look at the Mandalorian mm-hmm. pretty much the entirety of that series was it was only not until near the end that he, he took off his helmet for that one time like I would disagree like with that actor I would say like I know you want your screen time but at the same time the, the whole point of this character is and the mysteriousness about him is that he doesn't really take off his helmet I feel like if it's quite an A-list character his voice will be easily recognised yeah. yeah but if it's someone who isn't I can kind of understand why they'd want it. It just builds up a bit of a portfolio for themselves. Mm. I would quite like to see a Dark Souls film. Oh, but yeah. including the deaths. But a film or a TV series, I feel like a short TV series would probably be better for it. Mm, possibly. It depends on how many times the guy dies. <laughs> you know what I mean? See, that's a hard one. I think it would. I think that's not necessarily down to the platform. I think it's down to the the director, or maybe whoever's behind. Yeah, yeah. Because with Dark Souls, although it has a story that people know, a lot of its story comes from the items mm-hmm. that's been told because it it's got descriptions on all the items of where it came from. I think 
it's very lot. Like you'd have to. I think I get that it's the whole death thing. Like I think probably maybe Bloodborne would be better because it's got yeah. a bit more of an in-depth story. I think in terms of like, I agree. I would love to see deaths constantly and someone going through that life. But I think it would take a unique way of writing it. I think that mm-hmm. sort of like the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I think it's sort of like at that point it would have to be changed to be interpreted on the screen. Yeah. I think one for me uh, that has been rumoured, I'm not sure, if, I can't remember if it was confirmed yet, but the Uncharted series. Uh, uh, yes. Yeah, uh, Tom Holland is, is in playing it. the young Nathan Drake. Fair enough. But yeah, I can't remember. It was, is that going to be a TV series or a film now? Because... Uh, it's a film and it's okay. based on... It's, most of the ideas, uh, I read this this morning, so it's like a little bit fresh, but it's from the fourth game, a yeah, thief's yeah. thing. Yeah, I, can't thing. I can't remember the full name of the game. <laughs> I think you're watching it, uh, been playing a different kind of Uncharted. <laughs> As, I, oh. <laughs> no, I know I know which one you're on, but yeah, but yeah that, that's one that I'd quite like to see. My only sort of gripe with it is I don't want something that will end up going down the same lines as like the Tomb Raiders and Indiana Jones. Because the way it's represented in the game, especially the fourth one, it it's quite a new take on it. It's not so much based on, you know, the treasure itself, but again, the backstabbing and him, his past, and, you know, the people he knows and how he's met them. Yeah. Mm. I think one that did it really, really well, and I know that this will receive quite a lot of criticism, is Resident Evil. Yeah. See, I think... The first couple of films that they did were so good. I understand that they didn't quite follow everything that happened in the games. Like, I think Resident Evil Extinction, which was the third one, where there was basically just, like, 17,000 Alice clones. Yeah, yeah. It did 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 get carried away. Yeah. But they've also done quite a few animated movies. Mm -hmm. Like, there was one with Leon in it. There's been a few, because there's one... With the there's I haven't seen what it's called, but there's one with Leon and Chris. Yeah, and it, it, that one where Leon's in an airport. No, that is a different one. I don't know what it's called, but I know the animated film you're on about. Yeah, I've, just... I've seen like two or three of them. And yeah. To be honest, they're sick. Like the way that they've managed to pull it into like just an animated film when they're still full length films, they're an hour yeah. and a half long. Yeah. And they're just to be honest they follow the story so well and it puts in a completely different perspective for the Resident yeah. Evil universe while still sticking to their lore. See, another one that's really good for doing things like that is Square Enix with their Final Fantasy franchise. So a lot of their films do have an animated series to it yes. or an animated film. So the one that I absolutely love and always will love is uh, Final Fantasy Advent of Brotherhood. So it's basically based after the seventh game um, and it's about the resurrection of Sephiroth coming back and all that kind of stuff I would absolutely love it if they'd done one for Final Fantasy 15 so to have the story of Noctis because that was a game where again I loved the story all the way through and it was absolutely amazing and even the cutscenes alone like I more than have to re-watch them because of the things that took place and the sort of twists you had in that so if they were to come out with a series or, again, a sort of a spin-off film like they did with Final Fantasy VII, I'd absolutely love it. They have done. There have was they? a film where you can watch uh, through the tales of yeah, his, the city the, being taken down. Yeah, there's that film. I've seen that one. 
but I mean in terms of actually Noctis's adventure. Okay. So the film was actually a prologue to the game. Um, yeah. Not so much a direct prologue, but it sort of coincides. But that focuses on a different character. Um, it's not a character that's in the game itself. Uh, but that shows, yeah, uh, what happens within the city. And I thought that was a really good film. Yeah, no, but they, they have done an animated series of uh, Noctis with his companions. I know that you want one after his events. Yeah. Uh, and there have been a few animated things. But I agree with the Final Fantasy. They're very good at uh, telling stories. Because, yeah. well, the fact that the reason it's called Final Fantasy is because it was supposed to be their last game for Square Enix mm-hmm. uh, before they went bankrupt. But it sold so well, it saved them yeah. out of bankruptcy. So it's uh, kind of ironic that they now continue it yeah, to several definitely. numbers. But not all the games have been great, but they're very they're in terms of storytelling in games, they're quite good with it. Yeah, definitely. And it's quite interesting that um, I don't know about the spin-off games a lot of the time, but pretty much all the worlds are linked in some way. Mm-hmm. Like, because if you read through the laws and stuff, like you look at the different time periods, they don't always follow it, but they're all linked, and then that's why um, the city becomes its thing. Yeah. And how the uh, the goddess of light is it is able to bring all these heroes mm-hmm. from their different. Sp- games because it's the same time period but one thing i'm glad of is that square enix is doing the new marvel game yes i feel like that can turn out quite well considering square enix's record and that actually they announced the release date for 20th of september so that'll be here sooner than we know it i'm i've got hopes for it but at the same time i'm also that it could easily flop yeah, it's meant to take place after what's happened in the Avengers. It's not yeah. so much a direct following to the movies itself, yeah. um, but more so about bringing the Avengers back together um, and out of hiding, I guess. I'm not necessarily fussed if it follows the film or not. I'm just more worried that it could easily... Uh, like From what they were saying, it sounds great, and if they yeah. do the, uh, the mini-episodes after the actual main campaign and keep adding mm-hmm. stuff to it, I think it'd be great. But there's... With that, I don't think it's necessarily going to be the story, but I feel like there's a whole load of elements. From what I've seen, it's got a similar play system to Final Fantasy Fifteen In terms that you play your main character, but you have got support characters, so you'll use your direction buttons to, you know, set up combos, if that makes sense. Um, And that's what's sort of been shown in some of the more recent videos released. But the story itself looks quite good. I'd I'd definitely play it for... This story on its own because I'm quite curious to see this whole thing with uh, Captain America dying because like they've stated anyway that he's going to be a playable character in it. Yeah. So I'm curious to whether it'll just be that one mission and he's dead for the rest of the game and just how it would impact the story in the sense mm-hmm. like because even if you know that he's going to die, it can still be really good to have an impactful death. Yeah, because like uh, a story that comes to mind that has impactful stuff, but you know that it's going uh, to end like in tragedy for example when I said Rogue One mm-hmm. the fact that I still enjoyed that story but I knew yeah. well all these characters are going to die I'm so glad you didn't say One Piece and Ace's death <laughs> but it's same <laughs> <laughs> but it's stuff like even just simple stories can get you really hard like I don't know if uh, any of you have watched the film Coco no. So basically, it's uh, a story about um, a boy who, who wants. I, I can't remember what they're called, but the Mexican. Yeah, uh, it's about the Day of the Dead and him yeah. going Mariana. to the other world. 
Yeah, a, a mariachi he wants to be. Yeah. But obviously, because of a tragedy in his family, music is forbidden. Yeah. And it's... What a life. And it's quite interesting because it's also uh, Pixar's technically first musical animation as okay. well because none of their other characters sing in any of their other films. But it's it's such a nice heartwarming story told by these characters and how it goes through and then the ending. And pretty much every time I was even just watching a little clip of the ending and it still made me cry. Even thinking <laughs> it now made me want to cry because it's it's so impactful. Like I do yeah. recommend watching it. It's it's like. I would say it's, it's on par with Sto- Toy Story 3's ending yeah. and even that it's like it's a very good story because like over the three films you've been with these characters yeah, definitely. it just shows that you don't have to have big flashy stuff to tell a story it doesn't even have to be a complex story for it to be impactful it's it, it, storytelling in itself it just depends on the form mm-hmm. I think I think I agree with you on the Resident Evil stuff like I think it should have been focused on the character uh, it did get a bit carried away. Yeah, a little bit. But I think interpreting it into different screens changes the aspect of how a story goes. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to lie, I was the same when the first Marvel Cinematic Universe came out, I was like criticising everything because, well, that's not happened in the story. That's how it goes. Yeah, yeah. Watching uh, what the Russo brothers did as a whole, over time I realised, well, yeah, that makes sense mm-hmm. why they did the changes that they did. Yeah, I think it all comes down to a bigger picture. Which brings me on to my next story, which I rate highly. Uh, did you ever play the games on the PlayStation 2, the Jack series? Uh, so it starts with Jack and Daxter and the Precursor. Yes. Yeah. Did you ever go through all three games? Oh, yes. So that story between the three games was incredible. Yeah. So I loved how it started off. Jack was a mute. He didn't say a word. All he was doing was just like, yeah, let's just go around and try and power these things up. Let's collect all these eggs. And then you finish that game. They go into some time travel madness. Then Daxter disappears for two years. Oh, and obviously Daxter turns into a little ocelot at the beginning. Of yeah, the yeah, because of the whole thing. And then that turns into a sub game, which I don't know if you played on the PlayStation Portable, which was just called Daxter. Yes. Amazing. Like, you just play as a little ossel running around as a bug exterminator trying <laughs> to find Jack. And then the first thing that you hear Jack say, bearing in mind, he did talk the whole of the first game, and he just says, I'm going to kill Praxis. Uh, uh, yeah, Baron Praxis, yes. Yeah. And you're just there like, whoa, he just spoke. Yeah. And he's, Ma- uh... and, well, he's, he's purple. He's got claws. <laughs> what's going on here and it leads to the incredible like storyline about eco and then it turns out once you get to the end of the third game that all of them were connected like yeah in the first game when you were trying to power up these generators you were using the green eco so eco has been in it from the start and mm-hmm. the whole thing was based around eco yeah which was basically just like it's kind of like a power source but you had yeah. different types of the power source and dark eco was what was pumped through jack to make him all like purple scary and clawy mm-hmm. and then it's the twist at the end when you find out about the precursors yes so the precursors throughout all three of these games were like these big scary omniscient beings that were just like we have all the power in the world we can do whatever we want mm-hmm. we're scary we can ruin your life if we want to and then they get revealed at the end and they look exactly <laughs> like Daxter they're just like little ossels and they're like oh we didn't realise that you could see us. 
Best part about it is, though, is that it's not the fact that Daxter's that shocked that he's one of them. It's more the fact that he turns around and goes, hey, they all have pants. <laughs> <laughs> like, for, like, ages, he's like, oh, I just, I just want a nice, cool, crisp pair of pants. You know, the way they just cradle you. <laughs> but, yeah. Well, he's got his little goggles. <laughs> I completely agree with you, the, the storytelling, because it, it was a really good wealth of storytelling in the sense that it's also a good sort of humour. It's like, where, in the first game, he is a mute. And he goes to speak at certain points and then Daxter interrupts him and it's just like, it's great. Yeah. Right then, so we've also talked about like really good stories, but are there, in your opinions, any stories that could be told better? That Well, so say for example, some terrible films that had good stories, but could have probably been told better on a different platform? Ah, uh, come back to me. <laughs> yeah I was going to say the same thing okay oh, you go to yeah. you seem to know what you're talking alright then well for, for me I would have probably said uh, I don't know if any of you seen the Lone Ranger film with Johnny Depp and the other dude that was in yeah. it yeah but um, that's actually quite a good story but I feel like it's it wasn't very told very well on the actual film okay. so it could I personally feel that it could be better as a series like I think seeing him do the different sort of um having an overall backing part so you sort of like how Doctor Who does it mm-hmm. where it has the individual stories but it'll have like an overall uh, arcing plot in between it yes so I could have seen the Lone Ranger being like that that they do their thing every episode yeah but then it has that overarching like bad guy in the background mm-hmm. so that sort of stuff is what uh, I kind of mean okay <laughs> I can see that you guys are not coming to uh, the point with that no no I, I, t- I completely get what um what you mean by that um i think i'm gonna say assassin's creed i was gonna say the same thing <laughs> yeah like so i know they've done a really good film um i, I, was I know say the complete opposite <laughs> <laughs> no okay like i completely understand the film it wasn't so much to follow on from the game so that makes sense yes it was yeah fuck off Uh, (laughs) (laughs) yeah so like i thought the film if you look at it from the perspective of a standalone film you don't relate it to you know the previous assassin's creed games or anything like that i think it was a good film but a tv series of Ezio altair i think would tell the assassin's creed story a lot better yeah i agree that was what i was going to say but obviously with a bit less you know Licking the arses of the I think we should also keep Michael Fassbender as the part because I'm always a Michael Fassbender fan, but I think he was really good in the film. No, it would have to be someone else. You don't speak about uh, bad stuff about Michael Fassbender. Hey, hey, I haven't been slagging him off. Okay, I said Assassin's Creed film was good. Yeah, it's the same, but you just went, "Uh, I don't know about that. No, but I I wouldn't want him to because you see him as that part now, so I wouldn't want him to then play Altaio Ezio in a TV series. I feel like he's good for the big screen, which is fine, but for a TV series, it should be someone else. It should be a different cast. I disagree. I think the Justice League film... The first... Well, it has been proven on the animated shows that it can be a really good story. Yeah. yeah. It was a really good story, and I'm like, I won't disagree with that. I just think it was a bad film. Yeah. Like, I really like the plot. I really like the characters. I just didn't like the film. I feel like if they did it in a TV show, it would come across a lot better because there'd be more time to explain everything yeah. and yeah. kind of like drag it out. It all just happened a bit too quick and was a bit too shit. See, because they done... So with Batman versus Superman, 
the original film for it is actually a two-part animated film. Right. Um, and that's how it leads into it. When they done the actual live-action film, it was on a totally different level, if that oh, makes shit. sense. <laughs> What's happened there, Toby? <laughs> like, totally different level of shit, to be honest. Yeah. yeah, it wasn't great. Especially the fact that the thing that connected them was the fact that their moms had the same name. Yeah. Oh, um, no way! But yeah, like, I completely agree with you, but Injustice... See, the video game had such a good story that they went and turned it into the comic. Yeah, it did, to be fair. Like, even the follow-on from Injustice 1 to Injustice 2, like, it just It was a really smooth transition. And I think it'd be good to see that as a TV series. Definitely as a TV. Or a two- or three-part film, maybe. Well, probably more two-part. I would say it'd be better as a TV series. Mm. I couldn't see... Because I'll give DC one thing, right? That their animated films, as I was saying, are very good. Yeah, definitely. And their TV shows sometimes they have some hit and miss times, mm-hmm. like perfect. But I think DC does a lot better telling stories via TV series than it does on films. Obviously, uh, in my personal opinion, Wonder Woman and Aquaman being the exceptions to that. Yeah. And obviously, Batman films. I mean, the Teen Titans live action. TV series is pretty good. The one on Netflix. I haven't watched it. I've watched a bit and it is pretty good. It's very it good. I can't bring myself to watch it. It's just, I, I can't, don't like the look of some characters. I like. think the reason I like so much is because the focus is no longer on the traditional Robin, if that makes sense. Yes. It's a genuine down-to-earth Robin. Like, working with Batman, you can expect a child of that age to have some sort of mental yeah. toll. And that's what it shows. And it shows this transition from being Robin to Nightwing. Yeah. Um, obviously, there's little bits here and there which aren't great. I was, it's a Netflix show. The budget wasn't going to be the highest budget, so the CGI is a bit on the low end. But the story and the way they went through it, I thought was really, really good. Now, to be fair, for me, it's up there with the Injustice... Um, not Injustice. Uh, the animated TV series. Young Justice. Justice. Okay, yeah. Uh like, again, another one that was focused around that group of individuals that had a really good story to it. Fair. Uh, yeah, well, how about when it comes to stories with, essentially for kids, because obviously we've talked about, we've had one episode where we've talked about shows that were growing up. Like, I really liked the uh, Samurai Jack story. Yeah. I thought that was a very uh, compelling story. Considering that he didn't speak that much, it was more told through the other characters. Like, it, it obviously he wasn't a mute character, but mm-hmm. he rarely spoke because it showed that his calm collected it. Yeah. I thought it was a really good story of how it was just this is more urgency of him trying to get back home. Yeah. Instead of him, like, I've got to defeat Aku, but it, it was more of him wanting to get back home than defeat Aku. Did you ever read books? As a kid or like a teenager? Mm-hmm. Uh, depending on the book, but obviously. <laughs> I, I struggled when I was a kid for various reasons. So so when I was like, oh, I must have been like nine or ten, I started reading a book series called Skullduggery Pleasant. Yes, thank yeah, you. I, I've actually got my first edition signed by the author because I went to see him. Ah, uh, that's sick. Nerds. I've still got, I think I've got the first five books. Yeah. But it was one of the best books I read. It was like three or four when I was like younger, and it was one of my favorites. See, the thing that bugged me about that is, so the author was actually in Birmingham doing a book signing, and we got to go see him with school, 
and he was telling us that Warner Brothers was going to make a school W Pleasant film at the time. Yeah, I saw a lot about that. And the fact they didn't really annoy me because that book was granted it was a book for teenagers, but it wasn't your generic kiddie kind of crap. Yeah, it, there was a lot of it was, dark yeah. things. Like, it starts off, the first book is about someone being killed. Yeah. Like, it's, it's quite it's gruesome as well. uncle, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and that's how it brings that character in. And it's quite a lot to do with sort of death, superstition, the afterlife. It's definitely a good read. If To be fair, I would happily go back and read them all again. Yeah, same. If you want, it, it was I'll an astonishing, continue. yeah. Probably because I'm just sitting here with a black look on my face. Like, I have no idea what you guys are about. I know how I, I mean, felt for the rest of this podcast. <laughs> the, the thing I loved about it the most is his skull. The fact yeah. that it's something he won in a betting game, which yeah. is why he has it. It's definitely a good um, read. Okay, you should check it out. Fine. I may have to lend the books. I'm so glad I'm not the only one who likes Scott W. Pleasant. Yeah, it, oh, it was one of my favourites. That and uh, there was another book series called Cherub. Yeah. Did, did any of you guys hear of this? No. Yeah, I've heard of it. So it was written by a guy called uh, Robert Muchmore, something like that. Mm-hmm. And it's basically a book about kids spies. Okay. But as the books go on, like obviously the kids grow up. So they're orphans. They get turned into spies. And then they grow up and obviously they mature and stuff and there are some really weird themes that go for right. so they get sent on these like missions where they're like undercover spies trying to do some really weird stuff mm-hmm. I think in book seven it's called The Fall it's the first time the main character James has sex he loses his virginity in a bathtub <laughs> okay. and it's such a big point in that book and you're just kind of there like but why? Why is that so important? I remember in one of the books, I think like in book two or three, there was like a big emphasis on chocolate bars. <laughs> and the story that goes through it was just so good because not only was each book its own story, but there was a very clever plot going throughout the whole thing. Same as Skulldug mm-hmm. Pleasant, like it was a yeah. consistent thing. They carried on, but each story would have an end. Right. Okay. See, like, when we talk about the stories, the other two that come to mind is Ice and Fire and the Armas Fowl books. Because they were pretty decent as well. So the Armas Fowl ones was about a kid who essentially robbed these sort of fantasy fairies sort of thing that he came across. Um, And then as the books go on, they then enlist his help to save their species and stuff. It was quite good. And when they turn it into a graphic novel, like, it was absolutely fascinating. And Ice and Fire was a similar thing to School W Pleasant um, about these two detectives, well, a detective and the sort of partner, but it brought in the whole supernatural and abilities and that kind of dark sort of gory aspect to it. And I thought those were pretty good books as well. Okay. So what was your favourite book? I don't know, because I have no idea what you're going for, but that's fair enough. But look, it's uh, paper with words on. Uh, oh is that yeah. oh that makes sense I just thought they were always just decorations for people where they could just say just look how much reading I've been doing <laughs> it's they sound like good stuff to be fair like as I'm guessing because they did they must have drawn you because they must have told good stories yeah yeah, 100%. Like, but that was that more the storytelling or was it were you feeling for the characters or I think for Scott Douglas Pleasant it was definitely the story because it's not something you'd expect to see in a teenager's book if that makes yeah. sense yeah especially the way it's presented like the colors were it was so like 
the cover's black and white with just a bit of colour, but yeah, the pages book. were coloured. Each book had its own colour. Yeah. So the first book was red. I think the third book was blue, but I can't remember what the second no, book was. Uh, okay. So you had orange, blue, green. I think the very first book didn't have a colour to it. It no, wasn't until the second or third. Red. I'll have to check mine, because I know my one's, the side one doesn't have a colouring. Okay. Unless it's a first edition thing, and then they don't afterwards. But Possibly, yeah, because mine was like... Because I, I remember the first time I got that book, it was from uh, World Book Day in primary yeah. school, and they were like, oh yeah, you can have one book, pick a book, and I was like, it's got a green cover. It's got a guy with a skull on it, I'll take that. And, yeah. it, and I was like, I actually I think I had a this. voucher for like water spoons or something. And water spoons? <laughs> water spoons? Is that a mixture um, of weather spoons and water stones? <laughs> water stones, that's the one. Yeah, you can read and get pissed. Yep. <laughs> but yeah, and I just remember taking that book with me when he came to Birmingham Library for the signing, and yeah. Good times, good times. Although I did lose my phone that day on the bus as well, so yeah, yeah, not so good times after that. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's fair enough. Like, um, clearly they brought you a lot of joy and made you what seems to be the people you are now. <laughs> Whether that's good or bad for society, we've yet to find out. <laughs> it was the first time I fell in love with a skull and now I'm just a goth. Uh, <laughs> and yet you're wearing a bright yellow hollow hoodie. <laughs> I didn't say I was a good goth. <laughs> <laughs> now, I, I think there's pretty much almost no game without some sort of story. Like, there are probably. Viva Pinata. <laughs> yeah, that's got a story to it. A shit one. It doesn't. I didn't say, like. Because it depends on the game. Like, for games, I feel like they don't need to have an in depth story depending on what the game is. Yeah. Because obviously, like, Viva Pinata, don't really care about the story. But... Space Invaders. Shadow Run. Pinball. <laughs> <laughs> Mario Kart Gran Turismo yeah but Mario Kart still has a story because it's still in the Mario universe so it's probably just for them finding a different way to beat Bowser Forza Sonic All-Star Racers yeah I said not all <laughs> games have to have stories but Nickelodeon I'm just saying, races. it does like I feel like especially with games it does often help to have some sort of purpose whether it's a yeah. good story or not to give you some idea, for example, like I know you think we have a Pinata story ship, but it's still to have that reason why you're doing yes. this. Goat and Simulator. Oh, I can't even stand Goat Simulator. I actually love it, you know? It's <laughs> such a piece of shit. It's so great. Like, I just like running around licking people. It's, it's horrendous. <laughs> it's more the fun that that's what you do in the game. Like, it's the fun that he could do so much and you just lick people. Yeah. Basically, it's a very beta version of Untitled Goose Game. The graphics are very broken on it. That's I, what I, makes it great. I would say <laughs> it's, it's like, probably the other way around because I probably it was probably the influence for an Untitled yeah. Goose Game. Plus, have you seen the expansion packs for Goat Simulator? Yeah, mate. The Vice I've, City one. Yeah, I've got more goats, and I've also got the uh, goats and zombies, and it's sick. <laughs> I have so much fun. Yeah, I would. I would. To be fair, I would probably say, obviously, in terms of storytelling, games is probably the, uh, or video games is probably the one place that you can uh, not have a story in and still have, essentially, breaking the money or still have a good game. I suppose because it's a different platform. It's a more interactive yeah. platform, which is why you can bring in that money. Yeah. Um, me, personally, I again, like I said before, if a game hasn't got a good story, I'm not going to stick with it. I'll end up losing interest and I'll just get rid of it. You never played uh, Beat Saber? Yeah, no, I haven't. I don't want no, to. No, trust me. <laughs> I, I was sceptical at first, but then no, when, like, when I played it over at uh, Games Jam, 
I look like a complete arse from the outside because I just wear a VR headset. <laughs> Sorry about that, just do my mic. Yeah, stop, stop smacking the mic around, Toby. I, I'm trying to be expressive with my hands. I know no one can see me, but let me be expressive. <laughs> I feel like you're going to knock your mic over in a second. <laughs> but, like, it's it's a lot of fun. Yeah, no, I'm completely down for, like, the games that are there just solely for enjoyment. But they're never games that I can stick with over a long period of time. Yeah, I kind of see that. Yeah. But also, I feel like if you've got a game with a story, unless it's like a massively open world one like Elder Scrolls Online, mm-hmm. Skyrim, Witcher, there's not that much to them. Like, especially if you're talking a game like COD. So COD's yeah. great for the multiplayer, and that's without a story. If you add the story in, that gives you six hours. Yeah. Just yeah. six hours of a story, and then it's done. But for me, like, I would end up... I'd at least play that for six hours. Whereas if you didn't have the story, I'd probably only play an hour, get bored, and that's it. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's the difference. Like, it's the story that makes me continuously play it. Without the story, it's just here and there a couple of minutes and that's it. I won't touch the game again. Mm. I'm more drawn into mechanics. Yeah. Yeah. I I would say if it's more the replayability. If, like, if it's got a good story, definitely. Mm-hmm. But, like, once I've watched the story, I, I'll end up skipping it and I'd just rather just carry on playing. Fast. Like, if I ever play God of War again... After I defeat that damn Valkyrie. Um, if I ever start over that again, I'm not going to really sit and pay attention to the story because I've already done it once. Although it's a good story, I'd yeah. probably just rather just get on and play with the game because I already know it. As... Well, with God of War, there is, once you've completed the game, is it New Game Plus? They've done yes. the same with Spider-Man. So it, it tweaks a few things um, to the actual gameplay. So you can replay it and it adds a bit of a different dynamic to it. But that's fair, but like what I mean with the story is I'm not going to sit with Yeah, it. yeah, of course. Because like, I get that, I agree with you, Like a story keeps me playing, but it doesn't, it has to have other things. Like, yeah. Because I would say that's probably the one way films dwarf over um, games in terms of storytelling. Because like, probably the biggest example is Lord of the Rings. Like, there's not ever a time where I can't sit and just watch the whole of the Rings and not ever skip a part because I just love watching the whole film as a whole. I'm more sad that you use the expression dwarf over and then yeah. Lord of the Rings as an example. <laughs> Pretty sure you should have said tower over considering yeah. the uh, thing you were going, over, going after. All right. Uh, sorry <laughs> that I didn't use the correct pun. It still, it still works nonetheless. It still has dwarfs in it. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I think Curtis is having an aneurysm by the looks of it. No, but I, with stories like there's different forms, I suppose, in order for a story to flesh out, sometimes you have to add stuff to it, like with films, yeah. perhaps with visual effects. Um, but that's not always the case because look at some books, like you can get some great stories. Like obviously, even with comics, it they still have the visual effects, but they can still tell great stories. Mm-hmm. Um, I think with films of TV series it is harder adding the interactive to, to it I don't know if you guys tried that mirror Bandersnatch horrible it, hated it so that's much. my point it I understand the premise of it and it was enjoyable for a few moments after that it just gets insanely repetitive and sickening if that makes sense. I was just irritated when I couldn't finish it. Yeah. Like, I got the same ending four times. Yeah, and that, that that's my point. It's when they try and bring other aspects to sort of improve upon a story, 
such as the interactivity on Bandersnatch, it doesn't always work. Yeah. Fair enough. Well, I, I spoke to some people who quite enjoyed it, so I think that that's more down to person. But, but I suppose yeah. that's with any story, really, because I feel like. I suppose some stories are terrible because if they don't make sense and then they've got massive plot holes in, you sort of sit there and you're like, oh. Fast and Furious franchise? <laughs> yeah, but I think that's more gone past the point of like, because I started off liking it because it was sort of about the cars and it was yeah. just like racing. Like, See, then, now I only watch it for like the actions and I stuff. I disagree, that's I don't watch it, it entirely. Like, <laughs> like, except for the exception of um, Hobbs and Shaw. Mm-hmm. But I ain't kind of really watch that because I'm a fan of it yourself. <laughs> But it's like it's not always necessarily like I think a story the majority of the time I'd say about ninety five percent of the time, especially in film, you just need a story just to keep things moving because like yeah Pacific Rim I didn't go for the story I went for giant robots fighting <laughs> giant monsters and people said oh it's a shit story I don't care it's giant robots fighting giant monsters in that sort of case I still find it funny that you do know what Pacific Rim was guys. Yeah, it's that one about the planes, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> but I think in I think now we always need a story, except for some games. I think games is probably the one exception where you could do it without a story. But I think definitely films always need some sort of like in any genre like the comedies. It still needs a story. Musicals still need it. Like it doesn't have to be an in depth one, but you'd still need it showing that stories are very good regardless. So what I'm taking from today <laughs> is that Toby really likes a story, but he doesn't do. like a book. I do like books. I told you this before, <laughs> just because <laughs> with my dyslexia back at my ultra, I did they didn't interest me because I find it hard to read. Now I do enjoy a good book. I love the Game of Thrones. Still not a fan of Harry Potter, but <laughs> I, I do like a good read. I mean, we all like a good read. That's what the internet's for. <laughs> just read it on my screen. Buy a Kindle. That's why paper industry died because of you Kindle users. Oh yeah, I'm so sorry. I mean, I, I feel like it's also <laughs> like it's also partly to do with nearly running out of resources soon. So, <laughs> plant more trees. <laughs> oh god! <laughs> but that's uh, that's how you fix that problem. What you plant more trees? You're just yeah. going to spurt them up straight away, are you? No, because you plant them over time, you re- recycle. I don't know the general... We're not getting into this now. <laughs> like I said, this is like a, the whole Bible talk. This is a whole different podcast. <laughs> but yeah. So think... Toby doesn't appreciate the Bible and I... hates trees. <sighs> there we go. I thought you were a vegan, mate. Come on. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I do appreciate the Bible for what it stands for. If it helps people. I do like trees. Do you need a... Except for Christmas trees. Like, I don't like actual Christmas trees because they shed everywhere. It's awful. (laughs) I I, I prefer the artificial one. So. Says a lot about your taste in women as well. (laughs) What the hell, man? (laughs) Don't know, I'm just throwing shots now. No, I'm not going to do that because I know you're a woman, so I won't go down those roads. You're poking the bear here. Anyway, as I was trying to get to earlier, we'll be called, we'll call it a night. So, after we finish, I'm going to go off and kill Idris. Why me? I don't know, just randomly. Why did I get dropped in this? Because you're just sitting there laughing. Yeah, plus if he killed me, the podcast isn't going up. 
I just need to find someone else who can do the technical stuff. <laughs> so and so I'm gonna be People dead can't by barely the hear show, you anyway, so <laughs> anyways, anyway, back to the point. <laughs> so yeah, we'll leave you there. So please tell us what your favourite stories are and how they've impacted you in certain ways. Um let us know what topics you'd like to hear and give us a follow on Instagram. Yes, that's just underscore another night. And Twitter. That's just underscore another NI. And we'll see you around. Goodbye. But Bye. just before we oh. sign off, oh, oh, hold on. don't forget, in. Toby's got his punishment next week. So make sure to uh, drop a comment on what you want to see him do. All right. And with that, bye, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.